Cate for three years, Cate for four years, so I've done every top security, every special unit, everyone in the country, I've, I've done absolutely every, every one of them and, you know, had violence on all of them. Uh, Robert Morsley, I've, I've done both with Kenny Noy, Catwalk Kev, Kev Lane, Curtis Warren, all of them. Killed someone with a, a single punch outside Boots in, in Nottingham City Centre. We've got three and a half years for that, for a manslaughter. It's not a murder, mate, let me just beat him. So I bit his eyelids off and his lips off and, and swallowed them. But that, that's what I had to do, because he's cut my daughter's eyes. So I thought, I'm going to scar you for life, mate. I used to have one of those daft coshers up my sleeve with gas in. People say, oh, Dave, who are you? Gas them and put it back up my sleeve. Our lads would find out who's done it, take them round, wear them in, get the people to tread on their heads and all that, or, or, or smash their hands in with hammers, and that's the sort of thing that went on. Because we're all Irish cate, you see, so you're strapped up in suits and with prisoner on the back and everything, helicopters, cars, guns, all, all around the courts, guns are drawn. If they'd have found you guilty, how much time would you have got? I'd have, I'd have died in prison. I did, when my brother got a 35, I'd got the same. Today we have got a massive story. Loads of viewers have requested this one over the years. And if you have seen any of the news stories about the Bestwood Cartel and the Gun Brothers, then this is the one you've been waiting for. But the thing is, a lot of journalists, authors, clickbaiters have run with this and there's all kinds of myths, exaggerated stories, and they've gone is going to put those to rest today when he tells his story and his brother is serving 36 35 35 35 great life yeah and 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 dave himself has done over 20 years but i've done about 23 yeah I've, I've done i've done 11 out of the last 15 it's just for nonsense mate but do you want to give the viewers just a little idea of the prisons you've been for um I, on the last sentence I, did, I was Irish Cate for three years, Cate for four years, so I've done every top security, every special unit, everyone in the country. I've, I've done absolutely every, every one of them and, you know, had violence on all of them with staff and, you know, but it, it make of the man, that's why I say, and you just have to roll with it. But some bad times, some good times, some good people in there, but I've actually done lots and lots of different jails and 16 on remand, which has caused, so they can upset your, your routine and then it takes three months for your paperwork to follow you so you can't study your murder cases because they've got it for three months and it follows you, it lands on you, they move you again and again and again and it's just non-stop. And who are some of the more well-known characters you've served time with? I've done it, I've been on the special unit with Charlie, uh, Robert Morsley, I've, I've done both with Kenny Noy, Catwalk Kev, Kev Lane, Curtis Warren, all of them, everybody, all the top security lads. And your brother then, um, Colin, he's been cat aid for how many years? Colin's now, he's still high risk cat aid, but he's been, he's the longest one in British history. He's been doing it for 17 years now. And he's been exceptional three times as well, uh, where you get removed to the unit on 10 man on lock at Belmarsh. And um, it's just, you're out on your own. There was just him, Bieber and Curtis there at one stage. But yeah, he's, he's been high risk cat for 17 years. He's trying to come off it, but not, not much hope of it with the way the police are going on and everything and, and the silliness they say. 
Alright, before we get to all that then, let's just go back to you guys growing up. What was that like? Yeah, we had rough times, you know, single parents and never really had much. Very clean, but my mum had to work every hour, God sent, just to feed us and everything. So you started thieving and, and trying to earn money for the family and, you know, you're doing all that to look after the family. But growing up, it was a, it was a good time, brilliant, but got very handy with the fists and, you know, just throw your weight about and <laughs> as, as, as children... But as you grow up and get older, you, you want big, bigger and better things, don't you? So you just progress into, you, you go from from burglaries, to robbing, robbing garages and things like that. And, and then finally you're into drugs and that's where the that's where the money was at the time. What about the rave scene? Did that chill you out? Oh, the rave scene were brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Well, what was your first rave? Because we came down to, we didn't get down to Nottingham. We went to Birmingham, Rag Market. We went to Coventry, the Eclipse. The Eclipse, yeah. Shelley's, yeah. Stoke. And, and Sheffield. They had them all up there, and, and they had the, the first massive one was at 25,000 people, one at Fantasia at Castle Donington. That was a brilliant rave when, yeah. when Spoonie and, and Top Buzz and all them was on. Yeah. Brilliant rave. Absolutely brilliant. And the flyers for all of them from 89, 90, and um, the cops seized them and, and kept using them as evidence against Did they? Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. So, what was it like taking ecstasy for you? And I, I've never really bothered with drugs, you know, in, in them days. I mean, before, obviously, it was called Ease then. It was them yeah, white, white, white doves, doves. it was called. Yeah. And, and they was all selling. They was going for 25 quid a pill. And I said to our kid, let's get into this, mate. What's going on? How come these, these wankers are getting all the dough? Yeah. But So, obviously, you, you, try and, you try your hand. You're only young, 19 and 20. But yeah. you get knocked back and that. You get a bit angry. And <laughs> But it was great. There was, there was good buzz, though. There was a good buzz. You had a good time on them. Because a lot of the, vi like, the violence like, reduced. Because yeah. Liverpool versus Manchester, they were scared to go each other's cities. Yeah. So I had mates in both, but then they get on the ease and they're all hugging and hugging and kissing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can eat, you can eat them one minute, and half hour later you'll be, you'll be sticking lips on them, telling them you love them. <laughs> yeah, mental. So school then for you, what was that like? School was good. School was great. You know, no exams or nothing. I just dropped out of everything. Just, just, just doing my own thing, and I, I was working in old people's homes and all that as a child, but. After school, that's when it all started. You're fighting and fighting other gangs and that. You know, as you, you know, as, as children, that's what you did. But school was good. We had a good, a proper good upbringing. Um, my mum was, my mum was was crackers. She used to, when the coppers raided for us, she'd be hitting them with shoes and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> Picking some other fuckers, she'd say. <laughs> Bless her. Yeah. You said so there was gangs. What were the gangs back then? The, well, there was us, there was us Bestwood lot. The, you know, it was known as the Bestwood Hustlers. It was only fifteen and sixteen. You know, tossers really. But <laughs> you, you think you're the big men, don't you? At that age, yeah. then you was fighting Edwards Lane, Arnold, Bullwell. You're just going around all different schools mm -hmm. fighting them. Just to see, just to show you that you're the cop of the schools and that, you know, that's how it was. And what, what were you on a path where you were never going to have a straight career? Well, I did. I worked. For, I worked for the council as a gardener. Then I set my own car business up. But you, 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 you're constantly trying to do better and earn more, and and you know you start you just start dipping into things, and that's better than this, and that gets put on the lay by, and you move ahead with this one, and you know. It, been a, it's been horrific, but it's been brilliant. It's been a good ride. Yeah. But would I do it again? I don't think I would, no. You all right to just elaborate on the ride? Because going from like being in your late teens, the news reports were saying this cartel had like hundreds of people working from all this stuff. Yeah. Once, how, how does it go from that, a teenager, from, to that? Well, from, from say, I was married at 19. Me and my wife have been together since we was nine years old. So we're married at 19. And then obviously I did, in the 80s, I was forever doing Borstal sentences, YP sentences, 
for, for doing what I do in town fighting and that, then, uh, you know, I, I killed someone with a, a single punch outside Boots in, in Nottingham City Centre. I got three and a half years for that for a manslaughter. Was that 19. someone who started on you? Yes, yeah, so me and my wife had just got married and someone's tried to grope her. Oh. And, and, and he just went outside, I smacked him, hit his head on the curb. And I got nicked for that, remanded for that. That was the first one. And then there's quite a few guys in prison, isn't there, for yeah. things like that? Someone's oh, yeah. got set up to the missing. Yeah, so they bang them. And or... behind there, behind your ear is the weakest part of your skull. And if you land on it, you, you're a goner. Right. Because it shoots into your brain. Right. That's what happens. Bloody hell. Were you surprised? And was it like, you know, going to court for all that and stuff? Was it upsetting or? Well, it was part part of the course for me. But it, when you're young, it's upsetting. But yeah. as you get older, you, you just get bitter and bitterer, and you know it's hard for your family. So when you're in the jail, you you, you get you get drugs in, don't you? you? Sell the drugs to to feed your family, and everybody was doing it in the nineties. That's how it was. You just got visits, you shoved it all up your ass, and job done. There were no cameras or in them days. So you knew everybody inside. Yeah, everybody. From yeah, that early yeah, age. yeah, because we was we was prominent at nineteen and twenty. Yeah. You know, it was well known. But so when you got out on that sentence, then what was your life like? It was good. That's what that's that's when I went back to work and w w with the council, and things was nice. And then you, you need more money than they can pay. So, and the, you get people on your estate at the time who were selling drugs or absolute nonners, and you're thinking, what 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 are these earning all this? You know, driving around in the day it was XR free eyes and that, <laughs> cabrioles and that. But you think, yeah, I said to our kid, what are these doing? These wankers. Let's yeah. have this. So we just took it off them yeah. and started doing it ourselves. Uh, that's how it's been but I'll talk about it because I've done the jail for it so yeah you know but you've got to fill the cupboards or call by crook at that age you, you know your family need feeding I, I have four children yeah so Colin then back then was he in and out of the Boston's as well yeah Co age? Colin did a few but Colin Colin used to be known as knuckles because because he's got massive hands and he just used to snore him yeah just used to put him to sleep in, in one punch and that so no one no one had talked to Colin when they had problems with Colin they used to come and talk to me Dave can you sort this out because if they're good to him he'll just pull a face and bow you, <laughs> you know, that's how it's always been blessing yeah but it's good stuff Colin man but they've just proper gone to town this time and stitched him up yeah yeah we're gonna to get to that then yeah all right so you decide to take over and does that mean you like you taxed the local people that were doing it already or no no just we just told them they're not doing it no more we're doing it and you're off the scene and only people sell this round here is us this is my, my our firm's job and anybody else does it is going to be serious consequences so you know and, and obviously serious consequences happened are you able to elaborate on that well, people people got serious beatings and people was put in hospital, you know. But uh, as as far as far I'm not, I can't really, can't really elaborate any further. Did you get that. convicted of stuff around that time? Yeah, I was always locked up. Yeah, always locked up. Not the man I thought I was. <laughs> so, what was your next sentence after the one you I did described? that one? Um, what did I get then? I've I've done fifteen months, three years. I've done a four and a half. Eight and a half. So was that all drug related then? No, no, only the last one was drug related. I've okay. never been nicked for drugs, just the last one. But the, the, my, my major one is where my daughter was nine years old in a bar. She was having a Sunday lunch with my wife and the children. And a, a, a man fell into the table, not the Coca-Cola or whatever. She, no. she jumped up screaming, he's belted her in the eye. No. So I've got a phone call. I've gone down there, my, my pal's got one of them. And I said, it's not a murder, mate, let me just beat him. So I bit his eyelids off and his lips off and, and swallowed him. But that, that's what I had to do, because he's cut my daughter's eyes, so I thought, I'm going to score you for life, mate. He's bashed, bashed a, a nine-year-old. Nine yeah, nine-year-old, cut all her eyelid open. Yeah. That's and then as we've gone in the bar, he's like that, the bar, to my family. 
So I thought you're going to sleep here, mate, and I'm going to go to I'm going to go to town on you. And that's what I did. I just I just ended him, mate, with some some fists and feet, and then bit him. Just let him know what what, what time. What's going on in his? Drunk, 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 drunk. One of them bashing nine-year-old, nine-year-old daughters. Yeah, and my nine-year-old child. Holy shit. Like, it can't happen, can it? It can't happen. It can't happen. I got four year, nine month for it. Yeah, you should have got a medal. Yeah, and he come and give evidence as well. I can't believe it. He was locked up at the time. It's so always the way, isn't these yeah. cowards who are hitting kids? He's editing women. Come and give evidence. Come and give evidence. Wanker. But he's dead now. I seen his wife the other day. I said, what's happened to that wanker? Where is he now? I said, he's dead, Dave. I said, thank fuck for that. Piece of shit. Absolutely. Yeah, it, but he was locked up during the two years because he battered the bird. He was wife, he hammered her, she obviously stuck him in. And then he, he's come from Shrewsbury because he, he couldn't be placed in the Midlands because of our connections. So yeah. he was in a jail in Shrewsbury and he come and gave evidence. He got me four years, nine months. But, you know. So there's a woman beat, uh, a kid beat and a snitch. And a snitch, yeah. <laughs> no good cunt, glad he's dead. <laughs> what, what was the next sentence? After that one, what did I get after that? I think I, I got a three for a violent disorder. Uh, what led to that? that? It was a New Year's Eve party, and one of the lads had been threw out by the by the host. So they've they've come and woke me up. And said, "Dave, this bloke threw us out. He's punched me on the nose." So we all went round with baseball bats and stoved him in. But, you know, that was the days in them days. Yeah. That's what happened. You humiliating people. You you went to sleep. So all these prison sentences so far in the story that you've described. Was it just plain sailing for you because you knew everybody? Yeah, plain yeah. sailing, you know, you, you just take it on the chin. You dealt the hand, you play the hand, don't you? And you do your best while you're in jail, treat people with respect. If they want it, they can have it, and it's like that. But no one wants it, you don't really want it because you want to get out. But you've just got to show yourself as somebody who's not bothered and let's have it then. What about run-ins with the guards? Yeah, I've always got on with them, to be fair. There's a, there's a, I've had a few run-ins. I had a few runnings with them, but especially on the special units, but in, in them sea cats and that, as a young kid, you, you get on with them all because they, they all want to smoke you off. So the runnings were later on? Later on, yeah. 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 What was the next sentence then? After the three, would have been, what did I care? About 27 months for someone for another daft ABH, punching someone in the eye socket in a club. I was always pissed up hitting people. Mm. Not bullying, but in my head, there's but a reason. Mano or mano, it wasn't, yeah, it was all. You know, and, and you know, because I, 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 I've always had medication for schizophrenia and all mm. that sort of stuff. So in my head, I think I'm right. And, and it's these come first and I'll, I'll unload a few of them. And then after, when you realize, you know, say, I'll oh, come here, mate. And before you know it, you're getting led away <laughs> in cuffs. <laughs> Uh, well, it's like my mate Wild Woman, she's got like a tumour on part of her brain and she goes from zero to fucking psychotic within That's so that. many seconds. Yeah, I, that. I know. Yeah. You can do that. It's yeah. easy. It's yeah. easy, mate. <laughs> yeah. So you got, a, you got a string of these offences then. Yeah. And then, and then what led up to the bigger one? The, what, which one? The eight and a half one? Yeah. Um, I had a massive, I had a massive conspiracy to uh, supply in... England and Wales with amphetamine, heroin and cocaine, but never dealt in class A's. It was only amphetamine I dealt. I'm not minimising it, it's drugs, it, you know, it's bang out of order, but I was dealing in amphetamine, earning good money. I was earning about 18 grand a week off it. So I was having proper good dough out of it. But then when we all got bust, could, what they'd done, we had a special branch and MI5 on us, right? Because we was getting that, that big all over the country. But with, with all the other lads doing what they're doing and everything. So they burgled my workers, they burgled their asses and stole all the jewellery and that. But while they was in there, they put cameras in the televisions. So there's, there's videos of them with the missus on the settee and, and you know, the, the private private videos. And there's, lo there's loads of them. And, and they're there talking, saying, oh, yeah, Dave said to this, and Dave said to this, and 
it, it, but it brings you on a conspiracy, doesn't it? And then they bugged my car. Had the headrest bust, the stereo bu- uh, bugged. There was all. How did you notice the stereo was bugged? Well, I was on my way to York one day, uh, and um, the person with me, I'll say, right, said, "Look, that's a different stereo, Dave. That that's got a big scratching. Yours had a big scratching. This is brand new." I said, "No, it's not. It's, it's my stereo. It's my CD." He said, "No, look, it's gone." So I pulled over on the lay-by on the A1, ripped it out and launched it. And I thought, I'm going to sell this car when I get back. I went like, shush. But by, by that time, the damage had already been done because my pals had been sat there, my mate Doggy saying, 22 years I've been deal- dealing drugs, mate, and he got a five-year for that, it, it, just for the car being bugged. It falls. Just that Foolish. one admission got Yeah, one admission, years. yeah, got him five-year. And it, it, it locked me up. I had the kids working for me. They was all bugged. And when they got raided, I got raided. I got arrested in a bistro in in, Bull, in a place called Bullwell by armed police. I sat there with my friend who, who's passed away now. And they've come in, guns drawn, you're under arrest, David. I thought it was for them, M charges, but it weren't. And they come in and nick me for drugs. I, I, I said, what are you on about, mate? Anyway, they, they did have a lot, mate. So I was, I was cateed for nine kilo of amphetamine. Went to Wakefield Prison. I had two nights there. Then five in the morning, whisked off to Manchester to Strange Ways on E-Wing there, the Cate unit. So I was there for about two and a half months. Then I got nicked for the murders. They took me to Louth Police Station um, in armed escort, helicopter and all that, all armed police. Then they brought me back and I realised I was Irish Cate. And then obviously I'm there now, I'm Irish Cate. So let's crack on with it. There's a big fight on. And so you've got to roll your sleeves up and get ready for it. So you've covered a lot of ground there, let's go back a bit. Um, so you had two days in Monster Mansion. Yeah, yeah, on B-Wing. What was that like? Great. No nonsense on B-Wing. There is on B-Wing, but at Wakefield Roman units, just specifically for Cat A prisoners, and obviously there's a lot of lads who will watch this who know about it, who's been there. You know, So it's the last 18 cells on the landing. There's all, there's, there was bars there at the time, but they had all these nonsense there in wheelchairs and that. And you used to go in the shower. I was in with, with uh, Jammer, Shaw, you know, the Bradford cop killers for the travel agent ones. I was locked up with them. So as we are in the showers one day, I've seen this little nonce in his wheelchair with his leg going, knee going up and down, fucking scratching his balls and that, watching us in the shower. So I says to Jammer, go and boil the kettle, mate, and put some sugar in it. So he's gone and boiled it, brought it back in the shower. I says, come here, mate, boil the car. I says, come here, I fucked it straight in his face. So he's going round in his chair, bent to fuck. I thought, you dirty bastard. He was wanking. Wanking. Playing with his cock, watching men in the showers. I, I scolded him. But after that, it all got sealed off. They put thick plastic up all around the wing because they knew we weren't having that. Yeah. You know, and there was all the, all, all the Sydney Cork. He married a, a 21-year-old Scars fella there and they married him in the jail. Just pure homosexuality in there. Was this before? Or this after, was after Paul Sykes? Was, uh, was this? Yeah, Sykes had died by then. Sykes had died, died by then. Died by then, yeah. 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 Sykes had good stuff. I was in full sun with his son. Well, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Didn't he get life off? Yeah, he, I think so. he got life off in the end. Yeah, but he got yeah. the 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 the, the coloured people in there served him up in the showers, cut Did him he? up. Yeah, served him up. But good kid he was. What what was um what was he like then? He was sexy. Sexy son. Yeah, he was great. He was hard, yeah. hard fucker. Could have was a go, he? mate. Hey, could swing his face. Yeah. And he was a unit. Yeah. You know, but you know, in in them in them places, everybody who's been in them will know exactly what I'm saying. That. They're paranoid breeders. Like in the morning, you'll see them coming out screw-faced and they'll say, morning. And if you don't say morning back at dinner, it's going to be on you because they think you've got a vengeance with them. So they'll come and knife you in the back of the neck. That's how they was. There's two or three a week in there. On, on every unit. Yeah, drive me. Oh, two murders in there while I was there. I was in there with a kid called Damien from Northampton. Yeah. Right. And he, he said, Dave, I'm going on the numbers. I'm going to do a nonce. I said, leave it, Damo. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say his last name. I can tell you yeah, his last name. Yeah. 
But anyway, he's gone on the numbers. It's, it's killed a nonce called Hatch. Got him up, choked him out, stabbed him. And when the screws had gone to the door, he's barricaded up. And they says to him, under the door, Hatch. And he had his hand behind his head saying, can't do it. Like, nodding his head and, and like talking without his mouth moving. So in the end, they forced entry and the fella's dead. Wow. Yeah, killed him. But he said he, he just he just wanted the notoriety he did. But yeah. lo lovely kid. He's only doing a seven or something. Right. But then he got, I think he got 25 for it. 25 yeah. L plates. Yeah. yeah, comes away life for some people. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the one. That some people like the notoriety, don't they? Yeah. But but you know, in, in jail, you get the notoriety for a week, then you forgot about it. Somebody else has it. And then the thing is, if you're the toughest, someone else wants to make their name. Someone wants to make a name off you, and, and, never and ends, as life goes on and carries on, you're getting older and older and older. So people think I'll have a pop at this cunt, and yeah. you know, and they always do it. That's that's life. I've done it myself. Yeah. I'll snore this fella. <laughs> and you just, you just knock them out and obviously it happens all the time so you've got to be ready for it yeah so on our recent tour of the north a lot of people were telling us stories about lee duffy and Paul duffy Sykes. yeah yeah duffy did you hear anything about I, duffy yeah i knew a lot about duffy through through the newcastle lads because sunderland lad weren't he yeah. but but hard as fucking nails south bank yeah hard as nails yeah yeah all the sunderland lads loved him still talk about him to this day I think there's going to be a movie or something about it. Yeah, him. there wants to be as well. Yeah. Hard as nails, mate, that fella was. And there's a book about him, isn't there? A book about him and Viv Graham. Because Viv Graham Fight was to a, the death. Yeah, Viv well, Graham. Well, well, my guy in prison, he gave me that book. you got to read Got to read it, mate. Brilliant book. Yeah. Fucking yeah. brilliant book. But you know, in them days, there's no TVs in the, in the jail. So you just sat there engulfed in books and reading and that. And when I, when I read that one, Viv Graham <laughs> rated him. Proper rated him, but some wanker shot him near his Cosworth, didn't they? And done yeah. it, wanker. And they got Duffy as well, didn't they? Yeah, got Duffy. He got yeah. he got emmed. Yeah, yeah, bless him. But he could have a go. Him, only a young kid as well. We could throw his weight about, mate. He didn't give two fucks, did he? All oh, the bouncers would just lock the doors. Yeah, they? They yeah. They won't tell him he couldn't come in. Just bolt off. Yeah, bolt them all off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested, if you're watching this, um, we have done the audio books, the Duffy audio books, Hole of the Moon. There's a whole series of them on uh, Amazon. If you want to, viewers want to. Listen to the O's and hopefully we'll get your book out at some point. Oh, so, as well. mate. Yeah, we're a yeah. good book. <laughs> All right, so two days in Monster Mansion. What was the next one? The next one was Manchester. I went on E Wing there. I was there about two and a half months, got arrested for the murders. So that's came back. Strange Ways, is Strange it? Ways, what yeah. year was this then? This was in 2005. Because we've interviewed loads of people who've been in Strange Ways. Yeah. yeah. Strange Ways went to Bad Joe, you know, you know, but. The Manx aren't bad people, are they? Manchester and Nottingham, what's that like? Because Manchester and Liverpool, there was a lot of beef. Yeah, there's a lot of beef, always has been, because of the football and that. But I've gone there, and I've, I've turned up about half seven in the morning, because I've gone from Wakefield Street there, no court case route. Yeah. So I've got, I've got all my Stone Island on and everything. I've gone bowling down the stairs with my blanket, and they're all like, that's saying, who's this cunt? Because you normally, you've got to have paperwork, showing paperwork. Yeah. So I got talking to a scarce fella, well, two of them, two brothers, Porky and Willie, come really good pals of mine. Right, and they, they, they've said, who are you, mate? So I've told them, they said, hang on, I made a phone call, and they said, yeah, yeah, good as gold. Good as, this lad's good as gold. And I was in for drugs and all that. Obviously, they phoned somebody who's in the know from Liverpool and knows us in Nottingham. Yeah. So we got, I got accepted then, without paperwork and that. And then I, I just cracked on then, but made, made, made the right meal of it and got knuckled down. There's some good lads there, made some proper good pals. Did you have to have a cellmate? In, in when you when you're just standard cat A on that unit, they like to put you in, in a cell with someone. I, and I went in with another because I'm diabetic. I went in a, a cell with a kid called Stuart Granger, right? Absolute brilliant kid. He's doing life and that, but a fantastic kid. And he's about to do out now as well. So proper brilliant kid. Love him to bits. With proper good close pals. And I next bumped into him in full Sutton when when I was doing the tours of the top securities. 
and um, it made a fuss of me. And when you get somewhere, Sean, they, um, they take all your stuff off you and you don't get it for two or three weeks. Mm. So you hit the wing with nothing. And then obviously people know you because people have heard of you and then people who know you as well and they come and they bring bags of theirs, food. You're on a meal tonight, Dave, because you cook all your own food in them. But your steak and chips and that tonight. Are you okay for it? I said, yes, mate, sound. You know, and, and just, just live. That's what you've got to do. Went up to 21 stone. Come out at 21 stone, I did. Massive. But no training, just eating, fat, fat as they come. So, so you said you was a diabetic, was it? Yeah, diabetic, been diabetic so, 34 years. So at that point then in your life, had you had that coma situation? Or yeah, I, no, I had the coma in 2000, yeah, 2004, I'd had it, yeah. Let's go back to that then, what yeah. what, what happened around then? Well, I, 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 you know, I was a heavy drinker in them days and I'd, I'd gone on the session, I was having ale, not food, and I've gone to bed one night and my brother and I had to break in in the morning because I'm, I'm unresponsive, so they broke in, they booted the door off, they've come upstairs, and um, I've got I've got up swinging, so he's knocked me out, he's put one on my chin and knocked me clean out, phoned an ambulance, carried me to the, in the back of the ambulance, and then followed it in, in his Range Rover, got to the hospital, I was, and, you know, I, still, I was asleep for six days, not because of the punch, because of my blood sugars went below two millimoles, and I, I went in a coma. Had you had a coma before that? No, that's the first one I had. The first one. Yeah, but I, I didn't know I was in it. And when I woke up, right, um, I, I've come round to that. I didn't know where I was, and I, I didn't know who was who. <laughs> All I could remember is my mum and Colin. Didn't know, didn't know my wife Sandy. Didn't know my children. Didn't know nobody. Horrendous. So how long is the rehabilitation from that getting your memory back? Well, it's still in fully back now, and that was 2006. No, no, I mean, short-term memory is, is crap. Long-term, I can remember years ago, but short-term, like, what we've said up there, I, I not remember. So That's why I have to write things down. So when you got took home from the hospital, are you thinking, where am I going, who are these yeah, people? Who's this in the car with me? I didn't oh, know. And then I, and then I ended up walking around, dead confused. I thought, I'll go for a walk, because I like a walk. I used to have one of those daft koshers up my sleeve with gassing. People yeah. say, oh, Dave, who are you? Gas them and put it back up my sleeve. Yeah. Like a fucking lunatic. Didn't know what I was doing. Proper head had gone. But slowly but surely, it, it was coming back and I could remember things. You just click one morning, you think, ah, oh, this happened. And then you say to your missus, you know, can I remember this? They say, yeah, that happened, Dave. And all that, but it's mad because you got an interesting legal situation didn't you whereby because of your memory it was part of your defense part of my defense yeah, yeah. talk about that one yeah yeah sammy what, yeah. what, what was the crime the crime was i had uh two murders two i had a double murder charge for a thing in skegness but totally innocent like, like every one of us was but the way the way they did it and how deceitful they was and how they done it you know they ended up convicting three people they got convicted 10 to 2 i, I was acquitted 12 to none you know everyone believed me but I believe on murder trials and things like that, if you're not willing to take the stand and tell them what's happened and what's happened with you and everything, who's going to believe what your barrister's saying? You've, you've, got, you've got to talk about it. You've got to be open and honest and talk about it. That's what you have to do, mate. So I, I did all that. I was in the dock for four days under constant attack, but I swallowed it and I answered every question because I weren't, I weren't lying, you see. I was telling the, the fucking God's honest truth. And in the end, I was acquitted, but I was still on remand for the drugs charge. I had not, that nine kilo of amphetamine. And then I ended up getting eight and a half years for that. So the, the media, because I've been reading all the media, and, and you're going to set some of this straight as well. Yeah. So the media and the videos were saying, um, it, it, they were linking all the murders back to like a tit-for-tat, going back to... 
Jamie, was it? Yeah, when my, my Jamie, uh, um, it was in a bar where, 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 where was our owners at the bar. It's this is your Jewish nephew. Day. That's my Jewish. It was like your son, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my sister's boy, but he was yeah. always with me. I, I proper looked after him, you know, and he, he, I used to get Father's Day cards off him and everything. But what, what, what's happened in the in the bar, there are two fellas are coming. I'm not naming them because they're not worthy mm-hmm. of naming. Right, but they've gone in the bar, they've started groping a couple of the birds. So the young lads here, we used to call the young lads the hyenas, because when one went in, about 20 of them come in. You know, you just got smashed to fuck. So they didn't realize everyone's there. And once a couple have gone into them, the old bar's gone into them and they've smashed ashtrays and bottles in the faces. So fair play to them, they've gone and got gunned up. They want revenge. So as they've gone in the car, they phoned Marvin, bless him. Never been in trouble in his life, just a worker, but they like to pint with the lads. So, they phoned him up, I think about 3.30 in the morning, and um, I was in, in Spain at the time, right? So he's gone to pick him up, but the man who's done, done the beating with the ashtrays was a mixed race kid, and I won't name him either, right? But they've seen Marvin as mixed race, p- pull up in a car, get him in the car and drive out. As he drove out, they've shot him in the head. Mistaken identity. Mistaken identity, totally innocent, mate. Never done a thing wrong in his life. Totally innocent. And that happened right in front of Jamie. And and Jamie on sat him. next to him, but we were obviously blood all over him and everything. He went on a downward spiral, mate. And um, in the, all that, all them silly authors and papers, that saying he was taking cocaine. He was a doorman. He went a doorman, and he, he didn't use cocaine. He just went. He just went very depressed and on a downward spiral. And in the end, pneumonia done him. And you know, I remember him. He was out on the Saturday. So I'm going home now, Dave. I don't feel very well, mate. I'm going home. I said, okay, I'll come and pick you up tomorrow. So I rang him the next day, never answered his phone. I thought, I'll leave him lying in. And then by that time, you're on a session and that's my biggest regret of my life, not going round his ass, you know, to fetch him. And, and then on the Monday morning, I got a phone call saying he died. Oh, shit. Horrible, mate. Horrible. But then because Jamie had died, and then the, the fellas that shot Marvin, right, the onus is then on us because his parents got killed. So they're saying, well, it must have been them. They must have done it, you know. And so they, do, they put all the work into me and Colin. Of course, yeah. But, but there's, there's a lot of people, you know, I'm not going to slaughter. John Sterling, lovely bloke. He was one of my best pals, the man who got killed. So obviously nothing to do with me. I didn't know his wife, didn't know what she was, but I knew her family. Yeah, but absolutely nothing to do with none of us. It sounds like that one of the shooters was into a lot of stuff. One of the shooters of Jamie's mate... That the killed Jamie's yeah, mate yeah. was into a lot of stuff because there was um, a news report that said when he got found guilty, yeah, through water, through water over the family members of his yeah, victim, yeah. it was a, it was a mistaken identity, so he should have yeah. been feeling remorse. Yeah, and said, "I'm a bad man." He looked like he had a donut in his head. Yeah, that's what he said. I don't give a f. I don't give a fuck about anybody. That's what he said. What kind of, what's going on with him? Well, he, he claims he's a bad man, doesn't he? You know, but. He's, he's obviously locked up still and wrong person and, the, and, and drenching the mum and dad. Yeah, to the parents. Absolute, absolute terrible, mate. Isn't it? Terrible. Piece of shit. I've, I've never heard anything so cold in my life. Mm, bad. Yeah. But no sense, no feeling. That's what they say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right, so all, all that drama was going on then and you, um, you guys... The, the, you got the MI5 on you and everything. Well, MI5 and the special branch. And the only reason I knew at the time, I got neat, I was I was going out. I was going where was I going? Tenerife or somewhere like that. And I'd, I used to have a Burberry bag with me doing, and I've gone through. They've snatched it off me, counted it, and I knew you could take ten thousand pound out of the country at that time. And they says 
Mr. Gone, where are you going with this £10,000? I said, what the fuck's it got to do with you? Who are you? So we're, we're officers from special branch and that. Right, so anyway, I've, I've swallowed that. I said, yeah, okay. I said, I'm going to spend it. What do you fucking think I'm going to do? And took my bag back and just went, because you could have that in them days. But unbeknown to me, and I didn't find out till 2006 when all the paperwork come through, they sat on the plane at the side of me and they sat on the plane in front of me and they come to Spain with me and everything. So it, it, it was them. But it was good. It was very good. I'll give them that. <laughs> it was excellent, mate. When you go through your police paperwork. Yeah, and you think, it's... fucking hell. Where's he come from? I've never seen it. That guy was on the next table yeah. over in the Indian restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> T- taking pictures, you don't even see him. And, you know, that's before the days of the drones and that. But, yeah, yeah it was on you. It was good. The photos they had was amazing. God knows how they got them. Yeah. God knows. So, there was headlines saying Shottingham. Now, we, we've got a lot of American viewers... Uh, I'm not familiar with a lot of this terminology. Yeah. Could you explain what Shottingham, how that came about, that name? Well, Shottingham, because they were, they were saying there was over 20 shootings a month and that. I mean, and, and not just aimed at the Bestwood lot. It was all over, black on black, white on white and everything. There was lots of it. But it was called Shottingham because they're saying the city's not safe. The Because at the time, the police didn't come up Bestwood. We policed Bestwood at the time. The police didn't come up or park up or drive around or anything. We did it. So wait, could you expand on that for the viewers? You're you saying you policed it. Yeah. What does that actually mean? Meaning, people who say if someone got burgled, they don't phone the police. They phone me and Colin. Our lads will find out who's done it. Take them round, wear them in, get the people to tread on the reds. Uh, and all that, or, or or smash their hands in with hammers, and that's the sort of thing that went off in so them. Burglaries went down. Went right down. There was no joyriding on the estate because of the children, none of that, and they're playing football on the streets. Anybody who joyride, they, they had their, their legs done. Anybody who stole from acid had their hands done. That's what used to happen. So I think the Americans would relate that then to kind of like the mafia, Don Corleone. Yeah, we it was kind of, but we weren't no mafia or outlier. We're just just people looking after his own. And you know, if someone's burgling your neighbours, let's get the stuff back and, and, and make them feel embarrassed yeah. and beat them. And they're not going to grass you because they're not getting grass themselves. Yeah. So you just used to put them to sleep. So the next um, terminology then that we need to explain to you is, is the Burger Bar Boys. What does that mean? The Burger Bar Boys, they're, they're, they're the Birmingham lads. They're, they're relative. They're at war with the Johnsons, aren't they? But I know a lot of the Burger Bars and I've got a lot of good friends in the Johnsons. So I don't get involved in the mix, although they don't like me for talking to one side from the other. But it's all, all jail things, you know. But yeah, there's some good stuff in them. And it's all started in the rave days, didn't it? Where they were used to, used to go drilling and, and slagging each other off on the mic. And, and that's what started it. Right. Yeah, that's what done it. So, you know, Colin, um, what he's written to us, he's, he said certain things that he wanted to get the record set straight on. And one was, there was an undercover cop who wrote about infiltrating sure. the Burger Bar Boys. And yeah. Has he written about you guys as well? He's it, it, written books on us just to feather his own nest. No one's ever met him. We, we, in Bestwood, we, we, we call him the crackhead cop. Right, that's what we call him. I'm not going to name him. Anyone who wants to can, can Google it. Right, but it was a complete out-and-out drug addict. And the closest he got to Nottingham was Mansfield on park benches smoking crack with junkies. Right, he's never infiltrated us. Because let me be straight here. In our day when we, when we was proper on top and giving it out right if, if we come in a bar and say Sean I didn't know you and seen you in that one of our bars would say who the fuck are you who are you here with get gone and get get rid of you and then you'd have them all seething at the mouth all the youngers tall tooled up redded so we're doing so we'd hoop say no you're not fucking doing it but that's how it was in them days you'd be two or three hundred of us in the pubs wow. and if you didn't know a person what's he doing in there who wants to sit in a bar with 200 youths who were firing and sniffing and smoking and, and, and tooled up 
<laughs> you're not going to want to sit there unless you're old Bill. <laughs> so you just get rid of them. That's how it was. Yeah. So we didn't have no. There's no way we've ever been infiltrated by the old Bill. Anybody never been infiltrated. And then because of all this, then you you get you get the wanker authors and and all that start calling your brother names and that, which unfounded. And I've got all the evidence here off the police. Because in the police paperwork it says, doesn't it, if they infiltrate you or not. So you know right away. Yeah, in, away. My, in mind, they said they couldn't infiltrate us. That's why they authorise yeah. wiretaps. That's why they do it. That's why yeah. they do the buggings. Yeah. Because that comes after, after... If you can't be infiltrated, mm -hmm. they put they put tags in your ass and cameras in your ass. Yeah. And the favourite one is where they shoot into your carpet through your letterbox. They fire an arrow into your thing. I had one in my ass for four months. How's oh, that working? Yeah, they fire a, a pin. It's a minute pin and, a you can't minute track, pin and you can't track into it. Into your carpet, into your carpet through, your through your letterbox. And, and it, it has a hundred metre radius. You can hear every conversation. Well, my friend did that Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I've had it all. Hundred meter radius. Hundred meter radius in your ass. So, you, so you're sat there whispering in your in your living room with your door shut. They can hear you. Oh my god! Shagging your missus. They're shagging your missus. So kids who are thinking about getting into the drugs <laughs> lifestyle, don't do it. Think you just delete your text, <laughs> no and way. they're not gonna catch you. <laughs> what What do you say to these oh, kids? Yeah. You got gangster writers. I say, don't do it, my mate. Get a job, live your life. <laughs> don't end up like me and my brother Paul. Seriously. Because there's no dough in it. Because when you get nicked, they've just took 1.2 million off me. So when you get nicked, they're going to take everything you've got and you're going to come out scratching your knackers, thinking, why am I going to deny? But you're going to be wanted like Jesse James. You can't do fuck all. So keep away from it. Get a job and make your mum and dad proud. That's all I say about it. And I, I drill that into my grandchildren. It's got to the point now in America, if you're a teenager in your parents' car and you've got weed in the car, cops seize the car and keep it. Do they? Civil asset forfeiture laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have it now. So your mum and dad lost the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Through> your weed. <laughs> Fuck it out. So, so there was a few other stories and legends that you guys wanted to address, you and your brother wanted to address. What? There was a journalist, wasn't there? Yeah, there's a, a journalist. We, 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 we call him the co journalist I'm not going to mention his name he's not worthy of it but he's wrote books on us complete fabrication he's labeled my brother a police informer which could entirely put his life at risk totally. in the prison estate you know and then what he's done then is fed the information onto other journalists then it gets it's repetitive it gets repeated and repeated and repeated but Colin's got no voice because he's Iris Cate he's been Iris Cate for 17 and a half year now so now I've got all the I've got all the information here off the police. You've had a copy, Sean, haven't you? So all the information off the police saying Colin's never been an informant and he's never been paid for information. And at the time of the so the so-called informing, it was two thousand and one to two thousand and two. He'd been in Spain for two years on the run for for some affray. You know, so you can't possibly be informing, especially on other gangs. That ain't my brother. Anybody who knows me and my brother knows that won't be tolerated. You'd just be you'd just be gone. So. You, you know, you, I've watched these videos and these journalists or YouTubers or whatever, they're just like, same with authority, in this year, you know, Colin became a police informer yeah. and that's how he was able to like, keep, the, you know, the, the cops wouldn't investigate him for things and they'd go and investigate his competition. Yeah. Bullshit. This all, this all come from the thing, that we, had, we had a pal who, who, who was a manager of the shop, Limey's. Right, and one day, I mean, I, I don't have nothing to do with old Bill or anything, but one day, the, the fellow who ran it, he's rang our call up, he says, Cole, Charlie here, he's joining the old Bill, and he said he'll be good for information and that. Right, but Colin said, look, I'm not interested, mate. But in the end, because you say you're in town, and you, people get whacked, get whacked out, they get grassed up, so you'll, fo you'll, see, you'll phone Jay up and say, Jay, that's Charlie who's grassed here, mate. And then, you know, people going around having a word, and all the charges were dropped. You can't do it now, but in them days, that's what used to happen. And, and then it's gone from that 
two was buying him thousand pound Armani suits and all the bollocks. It never happened. Never happened. I, I don't know if Colin ever gave him a drink through Jay, but you know, in in our firm at the time, we don't pay police. There was an Indian fella there and they used to be into the scooters and my pal had done a shop called Icon Scooters, right? So a couple of the old Bill used to come down there, they had an opening party and that. They used to be there and, and my pal used to say, leave it Dave, don't say it to them because they're, they're buying scooters off me. He used to go to Vietnam getting all the scooters, doing them all up, Vespers and Lambrettas and then selling them in his shop. But, you know, there's been no informing and no payments, you know, but I think they all got jail in the end because of Charlie Jay Grocott got free. I think Charlie Fletcher. So Fletcher's the one that's the, the, the dominant one in the news stories is yeah. that Colin put this guy into the police force. Yeah, nonsense. <laughs> never, never met him. Never met the fun. <laughs> never met him. And then, and then the, 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 the junkie author in his book is saying that Colin was at school with him. And, and all that was either the author or, or, or the crackhead one was set in his book, one of them books. Colin was at school with him and that Colin's a lot older than him. No, he went on to school with him, no one knew him. Never met him. But so one of the other myths then that we wanted to dispel, um, there was a woman, wasn't there, that was saying yeah. things about yeah, Colin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened was, I mean, the fella's doing life now. I won't mention his name, but he's doing life for a murder in Nottingham. He was out with his, with his wife at the time and her friend was out. So she said she fancied Colin. So he's rang Colin, come out for a drink with us, Cole. This bird fancies you. So Colin's gone out. And he's met this bird, and at the end of the night, they've gone back to an hotel, but she's sat up all night sniffing coke and taking pills. So, so nothing's gone off. And then it's gone on for about another two or three dates, and he's never, he's never done her. But she's then gone to the police. She's schizophrenic, it's turned out she is. right? But she's gone to the police, and they've had her for nine weeks, and she's saying to him, yeah, Colin's told me about the murders of the Sterlings. We've had gang meetings in basements with drug dealers. Con constant bollocks, what she was telling. But anyway, the information was that reliable, she weren't even a witness on the murder charge. You know, it was just total nonsense. And they knew it were total bollocks. And they had a nine weeks at it. To, I mean, I don't even know the bird's name, but just disregard everything she says. But then you get the author then jumping on it. Colin had a penchant for teenage girls. He, he didn't have a penchant for teenage girls. He, he went out with a young girl at 19. Colin was 32, I think. She was 19. And, and they lived together for a few weeks. That was it, you know. But you, know, you don't make you a sex offender. She's 19, for fuck's sake. I, I were married at 19 with two kids. It's just desperation, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah desperation. Because if you throw enough shit, someone's going to stick somewhere. Exactly. Some will stick. And, and, and to destroy your, your image... You've got to destroy the name. So once yeah. they destroy the name by saying you're a grass, you're this, you shag teenage girls, your myth's gone. You know, and that's how they do it. Yeah, you see it all the time. All the time. As well. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. complete wankers, mate. Yeah, that's what they like to do. So uh, you know, as you're getting towards your longer sentences, then when was Colin actually sent down for his big one? We, we was on trial for the murders. We started was I was on remand. I was on remand in January '05. I went on trial for the murders for four months in, I think it was June. Yeah, June, June the 6th, 06. And then it finished in about October. What was the trial October. Like? Yeah, hectic, hectic. A lot of security. <laughs> lot of security. Every now and again, because we was all Irish cate, you see, so you're strapped up in, in suits and with prisoner on the back and everything, helicopters, cars, guns, all, all around the courts, guns are drawn. Anyway, every now and again, they'd rush into the court aiming Mac-10s and all that, and them Eckler and Kosh rifles, and the jury are doing that, ah, ah, 
that just to show it's us that they're there for you know that's what they were doing and the judges stand up get out of my court and all that so the, the me can fuck off out the court but the damage it's is mental. done the damage is done because every morning you see when the jury are coming in the jury was under under police guard yeah so they couldn't be infiltrated they're claiming so as they're pulling into court we're pulling in at the same time and all, there's all coppers down the middle of the road like that. Dogs on roofs, helicopter over and above, we aren't police hanging out. Yeah. And that's how you pull into the gates and the jurors see you, they know it's you. So to make sure they know it's you, they fucking rush the court with guns out. <laughs> so then they think, yeah, this is them. This is who they are coming in with this armed escort. So does that to imply guilt to the jury? Yeah, it's These to imply so guilt. Heavy, we've got to do all we've got this. To do all this. 35 grand a day for transport and all that for four months. I spent millions on it. Absolute millions. Just, just shake down all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's just, it's just fucking nonsense. Yeah, nonsense, mate. So what, what, like, did you get to look at the jury and all that? Yeah, you select them. You, you, you and your, your QC select them. So okay. I think we have fifty odd, and you just pick twelve out of them. But you, you know, you say you, you don't, you don't select them. Your QCs and the judges select them, and mm -hmm. the clerk of the court. But you, you turn around and say, I don't like him. Um, he, look, he looks this or he looks this or I, I know his face and all that but we didn't know the faces because it was, it was the middle of Birmingham but you, know, but you get rid of who you, who you think you, you don't like because some people have that wrong look about them if they'd have found you guilty how much time would you have got? I'd have, I'd have died in prison I'd have, when my brother got a 35 I'd have got the same this podcast is sponsored by Harry's Harry's is way more than a super sharp razor company they're here to revamp your whole routine from close shaves and flake-free hair, all the way to clear, healthy skin, Harry's helps guys feel great. For this sponsorship, Harry's is offering a free travel-sized shower gel with a trial set to you, the viewers, to give you a chance to try their other products as well as shave. Please make sure to support this podcast and give your own shower shave a go by redeeming a free Harry's trial set. All you cover is £3.95 for delivery. Just head to harrys.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N, to have your set delivered and start a shave plan. Your freebie will be added at checkout. That's harrys.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. Thank you for supporting Harry's. Link is in the description box below this video. So the, are you saying that they found you not guilty and they found him guilty? Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, no one gave evidence. The three, the three, every, everybody who gave evidence for themselves, right, was acquitted. The three who didn't give evidence, got, got, they got potted. So I, I've always said you've got to give evidence, but, you know, they'll attack you and throw that much stuff at you. You know, you, you, you fuck, you're in serious trouble. And, yeah. and especially people like my brother and that, he just lose your temper. He's still offering them out when they're mentioning Jamie, you bastards and, and all that. You know, he used to lose his temper, bless him. But you have to, you have to kind of calm down a bit, don't you, in that scenario? Because you want, you want a good standing. You want them to think you, you're not a div and you're quite intelligent. I grew my hair, I had curly hair, I had glasses on, I looked like a fucking nonce. But it done me, it done me. He's a sex offender, not a murderer. And all that, and I got acquitted. So. <laughs> <laughs> One of them in it. <laughs> like, take us through, like, them bringing the verdict in. Were you, what was going through? Well, there, there was out for about five weeks, the jury was out, and we thought they'd be out a couple of days. And the question is, you sweat every day, you just sit downstairs, then you ring, ring, caught, caught one, everyone's caught one, you think, oh, verdicts, up you go. 
It's a question. They want a question. So five weeks for that. Five that bastard. That, yeah. That's torture. Just questions. It was torture, mate. But I, I, you know me. I, I, I hundred percent knew that I've done nothing wrong, and, yeah. and I've told the truth. So I've got nothing to hide. And my brother and them, they're innocent. But they've been found guilty. So it's an uphill, uphill struggle now. Well, even though but, you knew you were innocent, the court is theatre, isn't it? Yeah, it's theatre. They spent all that money. They put on the best theatre show, yeah. haven't they? And the best actors win it. Yeah. But I, I had a QC called Trevor Burke. It was absolutely outstanding. I had all. Lando Pownall first, but he had he done the Omar bombing after that. So I got Trevor Burke. So absolute outstanding, brilliant QC, and no prisoners. So that helped your confidence. Yeah, yeah well, it helps your confidence because, and you know, you know, you think you're clued up on it all, but legal jargon, mm. you, they lose you, they lose you with it all. So you're writing things down and giving them notes, and they're saying, yeah, yeah, and all that. But really, they're thinking, fuck off, I've got mm. this in the bag. And they just come down after said this in the bag, Dave. Don't worry about it. It's in the bag. So I was quite confident with it until until the verdicts come in. I thought, fucking hell, here we go. Yeah. Because John, John and Tricky were first. They got found guilty. Then. So when they got found guilty, you think, you know, we're all fucked. I thought, fuck me. They've got found guilty. We're fucked here. Then um, Lanell, he got found not guilty. Um, McKinnon got found not guilty. Shane Bird, not guilty. Kevon, not guilty. Colin, guilty. Then me, not guilty. So you were last? I was last, yeah. How did it feel when they found your brother guilty? It devastated me, mate. Devastated because really I should have been the happiest man in the world, but I, I was gutted. I was, I, I, I couldn't be happy. So that's it. Now you've got the downer of that and the upper of and the upper you, of you know you're going to be going clashing, on to, but the clashing and colliding and, and it just imploding because I'm thinking how my mum's going to feel. She'll be happy for me, but she can't show happiness because of my brother and all that. You know how your family's going to feel. It was a hor- horrible time, mate. But but you know after after being on remand for two years in the end because of the drug charge and everything and getting found not guilty, you don't get an apology. You just get looked at like you've got away with it. Then they take all your dough off you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, even people who are innocent on death row, they don't get an apology. Don't get an apology. Yeah. No apologies. They give you a few quid and jog well, on. But well, I never even got a few quid. quid. <laughs> I never got never got yeah. fuck all. Got chalk. Yeah. So you released right away that day? No, mate, no. I went downstairs and I thought, I'll play this fucker here. So I've gone downstairs said, not guilty, cunt, under the gate, I'm off. Let me out the cell. I said, no, we're waiting for the warrants to come back, Mr Gunn. So now get the fucking door undone. My family are out there, I want to go. Anyway, they come back and say, no, you're on remand for a conspiracy, you cunt. You're fucking staying in. Oh. <laughs> I've got to fuck off. <laughs> so you had to <laughs> so stay in for a bit? I, I stayed in for another another two and a half years. Another two and a half years. Yeah, and then I got released. I was in, I got barred from the old city of Nottingham. I had a big red map where I couldn't enter on the M1. I had to go through Derby to come on a, a next junction and all that to go to, to, go to Ilkeston and all that places. And then um, I got recalled for swearing. I swore in, in a hostel, called someone a fat bastard, one of the women who worked there. It hit me on the head with a letter saying, you're late, Mr. Gunn, that's your final warning. You broke your curfew. I says, I'm not on a curfew. Curfew's lifted every Tuesday. So I'm like that, pissed up. So I snatched the fucking envelope, threw it in the face, says, fuck off, you fat bastard. I'll see the manager about you in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, five guns in my head. Off you go. Off you go. Back Cate, went to Woodhill, then straight straight back to Full Sutton. Cate again. So was the time that you were serving with your brother? Yeah, yeah, it was on remand, was on remand. Me and my brother was the first remands at Long Lawton because at the time at Wakefield, Right, we're just dead blows, eh? Thought, thought we're the king of the wing. We're not nonsense. We do what we fucking want. We're on remand for two murders. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, what can you say? Yeah. Anyway, my cell door's gone in one night. I've got the phone up my arse and there's a battery on charge under, under my fucking, my, my big power buster. And it's on charge. They got the, got the battery. said, where's the phone, Dave? I said, oh, that cunt's left the battery there and blagged it. I've got five days CC. My last day of CC, I've gone on a visit. There's me, our Colin and Charlie Brunson. 
So I'm on a visit, made a fuss of each other. So I sat there on the visit and um, they've come and said, terminate your visit, you're gone. Straight to reception, gone, Long Lawton. Yeah, first remains there. What was the first time you met Charlie Bronson? Charlie, I met Charlie in 98, was on E-Wing at Lincoln. It was a special unit at the back of C-Wing. And he come off here and he used to have the medicine ball called Bertha. Fucking brilliant, bro. <laughs> brilliant, but he used to do 100 press-ups, 100 sit-ups, and he wouldn't get banged up until he's done them all on every landing. And then he'd run around the landing dead fast. Absolute fantastic, mate. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, we loved him. Did you see him deck any guards? Oh, yeah, he, he, he swung at a few. He, he, at Wakefield, when was all on the special unit there? You know, you, you have this five yards... And you have me and, me and Colin in one because we're co-accused and family. And Charlie will be in one, there's be Sid Sid right in another, and, you know, all going down. And Charlie will start exercising, he'll cover himself in cocoa butter and all that, <laughs> sweating up to foot. They'll say, time, time to come in, Charlie. Fuck off, you slag. <laughs> That's what he used to say. And then it was on. He used to come out with a team handed and, and he'd brawl them. But you can't help him because you're locked in your, in your fucking thing. You can't get out. There's cages between you. You can't get out, mate. But Charlie's game as fuck, mate. I was at full something with him. He was in the seg there. He was sending bits of her. Good stuff. And he's still in hella shape now. Still in hella good shape, yeah. mate. But we had a, they had a, Dave Courtney and them, they had a free Charlie Brunson fight at Colic all years ago. So Charlie, Charlie rang me, right? And he said, Dave, you've let me down. You fucking said you was coming to this free Charlie do. And I said, Charlie, I was there, mate. I sat with your brother and your mother. It was all there. I've got a picture around. I'm going to post it to you today. He says, you fucking what? My brother told me you weren't there. <laughs> so I posted the picture, then he wrote to me, he's like, I'm really sorry, Dave. Oh. He said, you was there, thank you for the picture. And all that. He says, he's a toss of my brother. <laughs> he went mad about it, bless me. He don't mean it, you know, he's just, just not that he's been made to look, look daft. But I love Charlie, I do, my proper good pal. Do you think he'll get out? I hope so. Yeah. But he's got, he's got a, long, a long uphill battle, mate, without the playing. Yeah, my mate, um, Kerry Danes, who's a forensic psychologist, she's, I've, I've, she's I've, helping him. Yeah, oh, is she? Because I've seen her on, yeah. the, on them Thin Crime channels. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. good. She's good. Yeah, she is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blonde bird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, was it Maudsley? You Maudsley, yeah. Uh, Can you explain to the viewers who, who he is? Robert Maudsley, I think he's, I think he, he's took the schools off off a couple and the, they said he's at the brains. He's a, he's a Welsh kid, but he's never getting out. He's doing a natural life. And is a is a proper expert with computers. He gets he, he teaches the staff now through glass. He's a wizard with computers and that. It's just it's just a proper brainy kid. But you don't see much of him, and he won't speak to you. But he'll nod at you as he's walking past because on them units you're on single unlock. So when you, he's in a cage, Mosey, he's a glass cage. So you walk by, and say, "How are you, Rob? You're right." He says, hmm. and just nod at you. You know, if he if he got near, he'd want to kill you, wouldn't he? Because not that you're nonsense, but he just want to kill. He don't want. He wants to kill everybody. But Charlie didn't like him. Charlie hated him. <laughs> How did that manifest? I don't know. It's just over years of being on, in them. I think it's because he's a weirdo and that. And Charlie's into fitness and that. He just mm. wants to lie on his bed and walk up and down his cell. Yeah, a few of our guests have said they saw Morsley and they described it as like a Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter, yeah, in the glass box. Yeah. That's where he's in on the SSU at Wakefield. Yeah, downstairs. Because didn't he like? Was it his cellmate? Or he got a couple of them in his cell and he did yeah, that, he, did he, that he, to him. He spooned the brain. They said he had the brain, whether he did or not. He didn't. He denied doing that. But mm. but he, he, he killed him. In them days, he had them, them fucking silver trays with the three compartments on. And he's chopped the, the top of the heads off with the side of the tray. Yeah. And dug the heads out, dug the brain out. And didn't he go to the garden and say there's going to be one yeah. less for counts? Yeah, two off tonight, love. Two off tonight. Jesus. The time before that was when he went to Broadmoor and, and it was one off then. See, I think he's done three. Yeah. But, you know, obviously in jail, things get added on and that. And because I've never really spoke to him about it. Because I, love, I love, love to talk to people about things like that. Like mm. Michael Stone. He, I've, I've been saying he's innocent for decades. Right. And he is innocent. 
He's innocent, mate. Another innocent guy, and we had him on the channel was Kevin Lane. Kev Lane's my good pal. Yeah, yeah, I love Kev Lane. Catwalk Kev. Catwalk Kev. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant kid. Yeah, proper, proper good kid. Fittest man in the system. Mm. And Liam Liam Lane they used to call him because he used to just flatten him. <laughs> Fittest man in the system, mate. No one fought with Kev. What prison did you meet him in? I was in. I think I was in. Long Larton with him to start with, and then years later I bumped, in, bumped into him in Franklin. I was on F-wing and I think he was on E-wing, and we, we used to go to the gym because he had the record for rowing, Did record he? for everything. Fittest man in the whole system, Kevin. Wow. Super fit. Yeah. Super fit. Proper, proper good kid. I, and I love it. When I seen him on, on your podcast, because I had a look, mm. and I seen him, I thought, oh, he's out, mate. Thank God for that, because it was a long slog for him. Did we call him for a bit? Isn't he back out again now? Yeah, he's out now. Yeah. yeah I know he got yeah. recalled for about nine months, didn't he? Yeah. But he's out now, bless him. But you know, I know people who know him. I always, always mm. ask questions because he, he was dating that was it Kerry Katona or someone. He was in the in the paper, whether mm. he was or not. Then mm. he was dating Kerry Katona at one stage. So go on, Kev, good lad. <laughs> <laughs> so did you say you had history with Dave Courtney then? Yeah, Courtney. Well, I met he, Courtney. He was one of our first podcast guests. Yeah, Courtney's all right. They, they slaughter him. The, the Courtney's in that slaughter him. I'm, I'm fond of me. I like Dave. I do, but. I was in Marbella with him years ago and, and you know, we had a proper se- a proper session with him and all his entourage, but 100 degree and they've all got suits on and, and fucking hats and everything. I can't believe it. And I'm sweating for him. So, I mean, but they were good stuff, mate. And on the plane back, the, the funniest thing I've ever heard is come down the plane. It was with the MC at the time. I think Julia, was it or something? Her name was a black lady. But it's come down the plane saying, oh, he gone it. Ease, ecstasy, what you got, and all that. I thought, fucking hell, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm wanted like Jesse James as it is. He's <laughs> just fucking uttered me right up, bless him. And then, then later, I was in, I was in Woodhill again with Manny Clark, the boxer, from that way, and he was mates with Courtney. And Manny's, Manny's my good pal. So he, I used to say to him, "Kiss Courtney's address, mate," and I started writing to Courtney, writing back to me, to mm. say, "Can you remember this in Marbella and all that?" And he could remember me, bless him. Then when we had the free Charlie fight, made a fuss of each other there. You know, because he obviously remembered me, and I'll never forget him, because one of the first books I read when I was in Moorlands as a younger one was Stop the Boss. <laughs> that was one of the first ones I read, because I was, you no know, tellies in them days, just reading. Yeah. Yeah. I sent Wildman that book when he was uh, Stop prison. the Boss, I Want to Get yeah, Off. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bad book. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fucking hilarious, Dave. Well, it's funny as fuck. If, if you want to go back and watch, it's in the first 10 podcasts we ever did. We were at his house, and uh, we'd love to do a part two with him as well, so we're just going to try and arrange that. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you got any stories from Spain? Other stories from... Spain? Yeah. Hmm. I had a few good stories in Spain. I lived there for five years. Okay. I had a few doing all the, all the tobacco and all that. And, and were you on the run out there? Yeah, I was on the run out yeah. there, mate, yeah. But you used to go out of the villa there. When when Colin was on the run, he was in my villa, and then I was, but I was out there and coming back... I had, a, I had a, my friend who is obviously sadly died now, but in them days you could go to the post office with the ID and get a year's passport. Mm. So you could get a year's passport, <laughs> come back on it, get another one, and go back yeah. and, and, and do all that. But Spain was great, mate. We used to we used to go through the Pyrenees with with the fags, so pay the gypsies to take you through mm. on your lorries and that. Was good, good time, I loved it. Proper loved what it. What about the police out there? They don't mess around. Oh, they want the civil guardian. Guard of Seville. You know, I remember yeah. one time, like the lads have come out to see me, and you know they're all potheads and that. So we're, we're on the strip. One of us built a spliff at the bar. He can't do that in air chopper. He said, "I'm Chopper Davis. I do what the fuck I want." So anyway, he's lit it up at the bar. So God has Sevilla snatched it out of his mouth. He's uppercutted him. Can he bang the copper off for fuck's sake, Chopper? So guns was out and it's gone off. The wrestling, they've gone and n- never seen him again for two weeks. Yeah. Never seen him. But they never got him. They just did because they knew yeah. it was it was fucking on top. Wow. On top to fuck me. I said you should never have done that, mate. 
Could oh, be a Remember you, you know. Yeah. Remember you and fill you in. They take you in, in Benidorm, you have a white cross on the mountain, and that's oh. where they take you up there in Amia. Did you end up in a nick in Spain? No, mate, not me. No, no. clean, clean living. Yeah. <laughs> Used to do a few a few bits and bobs for people just to get a few quid, you know, but <laughs> you have to you know, serve a few up and that who've been feisty, but get a few quid out of it to keep you going. Yeah. You know, while you're waiting for your dough to come in and that. Yeah, mm. you have to you've got a graft, haven't you? So how did you been on the run end? To come back. Okay. Come back, but in them days what I'd done, I'd I'd um I'd shot a shot at a DJ, pissed up, shot at a DJ mm. playing the wrong tune and in my younger days. So I've had to fuck off. What it, tune was it? Some Elvis tune or something like that, but we want to know the rave tunes in the bar. Bang, bang, bang. Shot the fucking DJ equipment. Not the DJ, the yeah, DJ equipment. Yeah. All bailed out, laughing his heads off. I fucked off straight away the next morning and all the doors are going in and I'm, I'm in Spain. Get love me tender off. <laughs> Sometimes on the last seven yeah, days yeah. of one week. <laughs> yeah, great times. Great times. But obviously all the lads lived out there. We had a good time. Yeah. Good yeah. time out there, mate. Enjoyed it. So going through the prison system now for you know you've done twenty plus years. Mm. Who would you say is the most dangerous people you've ever met? Mm. Well, in 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 normal prisons, anywhere uh, of your life. Dangerous people. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of serious dangerous people. Yeah. There's a real, real lot of serious dangerous people, mate. But then there's people who just don't take no shit and don't give two fucks. Who aren't dangerous, mm. but will turn dangerous. So best best thing to do in jail is just. Be friendly with everybody, mate. That's all you can be. Don't bully. Don't need to bully. Earn a few quid if you get a few bits. Be right with them. And everyone wants everything, don't they? So And you, you just live your life and fill your freezer. Be respectful. You've got to be respectful. Polite. And polite. Yeah. And don't look down your nose at people. Because you know better than anybody else because you're all cons. Don't matter if you've got a million and a half quid outside, you're spending 25 quid a week in there. Yeah. So it don't matter how much you fucking got, you're all the same. What do you think about this new generation of armed robbers and dealers yeah. who come in now and they're getting life off and they're like, the teenagers really, and yeah. they're just fast to shoot people. Just, they're fast for it now, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, in, in our firm, they was fast doing it, but not this fast. Yeah, it, It's just right now, all the young ones in Nottingham, now, they all walk around with them and you, you've got to be careful who you look at, who you talk to, you know, because it only takes one pull. And you, I mean, you can be fast, but you're not going to stop a nine mil. Or a 38, oh yeah, so not when, stop it. You know, because your family has got a name and people, young people, think, right, that's the old generation, we can make our name off that generation. Do you, have you ever experienced any situations um, like that? Pe people will come up to you and say, look, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but like drugs and things. And I'll, I'll educate them. I'll say, look, do it this way, mate, because I did it that way and I got nicked. And, and they look at you too and they do this, look. <laughs> Like, what a div, you don't know what he's on about. Yeah. But you do, because you've fucking lived through it and done it or had yeah. millions of quid out of it. You know, but... So do you think there's no getting through to some of these young No, they're blase, mate. They're on a one-track mind. They just want, want, they want wealth and they want it fast. And, and in the course of the wealth, if people knock them and don't pay them, they'll wig them. Why do you think it's become so deadly? I don't know, mate. Because it weren't like that in our day. But then in our day, there weren't many guns about it. They're prevalent now, mate. They're everywhere. They're, they're reboring them. You know, starter pistols again, reborn and filled in at the top. But they, 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 I don't know. People say it's a rap scene, it's a drill scene, and all that. But it's not. It's the people themselves. You know, yeah. you obviously want to do it, or you won't do it. You can say I listen to that, and and I'm going with the flow. Yeah. But you don't have to carry a gun. Don't have to, mate. Or a knife. Knives are worse than guns for me. 
can't stand blades. Yeah. So did you ever get attacked at all throughout your incarceration? Anyone no, never. No, no, never, mate. No. Did you see some heinous violence? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what what I, kind of stuff? Have I, you seen? I, I've I've seen slashings where they've had three hundred and eighty from the neck to the waist when it was going off with the Muslims and that it was going off bad. So, slow, slow down on that one. Um, what do you mean he, he was going off with the Muslims? Full certain, right? There, there was say say obviously you get your white lads and you, you get your mixed race lads. A lot of them are Muslims. The blacks are Muslims, and the, the, the Asians are Muslims predominantly. But lovely kids. But but you have you have a Muslim ruler on each wing at full sun, and one's an overall ruler, and he was on a wing. I mean, a London kid. I won't mention his name, but he was an overall ruler of them. So if he put a nit on you, there'd be forty of them waiting for you near the gym, and you go running up like we used to go up in a gang of forty and fifty all to the gym on his own, or the whites. Right, but when sometimes one of the lads would run up front and they were waiting to jump out, slash you to foot, face, back, the lot. Even though, even though heinous, out, outrageous, you know, because you probably said something wrong to him. So what had this person done that got the 300? Well, I think, I think he, he, ch he chinned one of them. And then what they used to do then, on the wings now, the windows up and that big. So you, everyone made shanks. You file them all down off the ironing board, le legs and things like that, off the, off the light fittings, snap them off, file them all down. And flick them out your window so they go in the grass. So as you go out, you pick your tool up, put it down your waist, and that's how it was. People getting stabbed, it was regular, everyday st stabbings, slashings, hot water and sugar, the napalm, you know, all that nonsense. Regular thing with, with Muslims and whites. But because I had, I had friends as Muslims, and I, and I had, obviously, my friends are white as well, but a lot, of the, a lot of the Johnson crew was the Muslims, and there was my good close pals, we was all on remand together at Woodhill and had double murder trials together and all that. All in the same crown courts, so they used to say, "Now, nah, man, you, no one's no one's moving to D. If anyone moves to D, it's on and all that." Because because obviously I'm having it with the whites, but waiver term didn't get didn't want to get involved, mate. Don't get involved in all that nonsense. Tricky, isn't it? Because like I had a lot of co-defendants, and they were of all races. But then when you go in America, it's all you get all separated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because it's mad over there. Was was there any riot situations? No, never no riots in top securities, but. You know, there was there was there was brawls on the wings where the screws had leg it, contain the wing, lock it off, mm. shield it all off so no one can get on or off, and then then the mufti will come on and, and take the, take the ones who's responsible, but they bang everybody up first. They won't ever come and grab you while the wings are out because a, a con in a dispersal won't see another con twisted up. You just go for them. If if you're if they're jumping another con or the screws, the con the cons will jump them. That's what you had to do in them days. That, that, that's the motto, and, and it's all for one and one for all, so that, that was it, mate. So a few of our guests have come on, and in the more recent years, they said that the Muslim prison population has grown to the point now where it is the strongest. It's the strongest now, strongest yeah, especially in top securities. Strong, strong as fuck. But there's a lot of good lads in them. There's some good lads in the terrorists. They're quite, they're quite witty. And you, you'll get them, the head Muslim of the wing, when, when, it, when it's fucking um, Ramadan, he'll come round, take your photos down, gives your TV, gives your mattress, take everything off and put it outside the cell. You, you're not allowed to look at eyes and all that, which is it's, it's the Sharia thing, isn't it? And that's, that's what they're living on. Right. But, you know, don't knock them. It, it, that's their thing. So leave it with me. I don't knock them. Don't criticise them. If that's what you want to do, you do that. You know, I'm not told you to eat a bacon sandwich, but I'm cooking my fucker. <laughs> Simple as that. So over your many years in prison then, have you seen drug culture change? Drug culture change, now it's all that bollocks mamba now. Spice. Spice, but you know what they're doing it with? They're mixing it, well there was when I, on my last sentence, they was mixing it with floor cleaner 
and and something there's playing some some other mixture in with it yeah. and selling it for hundred quid a, a four paper and people smashed collapsing on yards and that smoking paper and just gone gone on the yard <laughs> fucking horrendous mate and then we used to say phone an ambulance that's what we used to say <laughs> to him is fuck phone an ambulance we've just gone mate there was a collapsing all over the joe it's a bad pandemic terrible so I, I was in from like 2002 to 2007 and it was mostly heroin, but heroin, I had yeah. some crystal meth. Yeah. A lot of injecting going on. But has all that changed then? Yeah, there's not there's no heroin now, mate. Unless a, a, unless a junkie will fancy someone, he'll swallow a bit. But mm. it's, all, it's all that mamba. There's no, yeah. there's no jail in it. And people are wigging out on the mamba. Yeah, gone. Gone. But the, I remember the heroin days where they'd just sit there doing that. Scratching, just, just, just got scratching the balls. The balls, the nose, <laughs> big red nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. In then them days, I was happy with wearing an ounce of squidgy black and just sit and roll a few spliffs and get your napper down. Yeah. Just take you, out, take you out of the zone for a bit. Did you prefer having cellmates or not having cellmates? I don't like cellmates. I've oh, never no. really had them. I had Stuart because he was a diabetic and we helped mm. each other, but after that, I've never had a cellmate since. It's like living in a toilet with someone, in it? Yeah, well, you know, you have your toothbrush there and that, and you can't let people have a shit or fart where your toothbrush is. Yeah. And all that. So I used to wrap mine up. When, when I was with Stuart, I used to wrap it up because I'm dead OCD with things. I mean, so I had to wrap them up and everything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. after that, I said, "Listen, I want my Irish associate back, mate. Otherwise, I'm gonna fucking kick off. I'm not. I'm not having two up with no cunt. And I, I, I never did it again. But in dispersals, you don't get two up. So on longer sentences, you slip into a routine. It goes starts going fast, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. What was your routine? My routine. I did. I only ever trained legs. Never done top off. But I was strong as fuck on legs. I, I, I was pressing four seventies, but I could only get seven. Never got ten. I, I was curling three forties and all that on legs. My legs were massive. But I've not been for not been for about five years now. But my routine was the gym three times a week in the morning, then come back because I was a cleaner on the wing. Fry your breakfast up, have a good breakfast, a good protein shake. Get your food out of the freezer for your nighttime meal. You know you're four on the food boat, so one one day someone will cook a chicken curry. Next day it's steak and chips. You had a bit of salmon. You had all sorts of bolognese, all that sort of stuff. It was good routine, mate, and, and, and you put some good size on. This is what the American viewers are very curious about because in Supermax in America. You can't get fuck all. You can't even go out yourself. Oh. And the, 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 your canteen is restricted. You give you a little anti shank thing you can write letters with anti shank toothbrush. Oh, like this. And um, <laughs> they let you out for handball like every three or four days with a handball cup. But they come and shout it like four in the morning when you sleep. Yeah, so you, so you don't hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a lot more liberties. In the top securities. Yeah. I'd rather be in them. If I ever got locked up again, fuck your C cats and then B cat trainers. Send me back to dispersal mm. with proper people. Because they're all proper people. The majority is never leaving the prison again. And they all respect each other unless he goes off. You know, pro proper folk. Because it doesn't go off as much because there's more serious consequences. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's death. It's death. It's a death. It's death, mate. The, yeah. the consequences, you're going in the fucking ground if it's on you. So have you I, seen it go off? I've seen it go off loads of times, Could you yeah. give any stories on that? <sighs> well, I, I was in... Um, I mean, I'd, shall I mention his name? I watched him kill somebody in Long Larton, stabbed his throat out, sex offender. There's been a few of them. Been a, been a few good stabbings where, they, where they've gone. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a few, mate. But the kid, he was doing life and got another 25 year on top. So a lovely kid from London as well. Another yeah. Londoner. Lovely kid called Dave. My good, good, good pal. Was like that, we was. At full sun. And so, he's he our Coles good mate now as well. So you're saying it's it's usually over charges or is it over debts? Well, look, if you're a beast and you're coming on the main wing, you're going to get fucking killed. Yeah. You can't come on the wings. Yeah. You can't, oh, you're a grass, you're a nonce. You go on the numbers, mate. Why would they fly undercover? 
Well, people people just like like to be classed as normal, don't they? Cause a lot of nonsense don't think they've done it wrong. Right. You know what I mean? But so, even though they know the consequences of death, are they a bit naive? Or they well, a bit... I, I don't know if it's na- naivety or what, but some of them are just fucking blase to what's going to happen to them. Right. And then they walk, they're walking off and there's a big fucking tool hanging out your side of your neck and you, and you hit the ground and you're gone. Yeah. But you should have stayed on the numbers, you, you bastards. That's what I say. So you, you see those guys get filtered out fast then. Yeah. What about disputes between the fellas? Does that ever kick off? Well, what they'll do, it kicks off regularly, but mainly fighting, not a lot of stabbings, other disputes. Say, say your stereo's too loud. Turn your fucking stereo down. I can't hear the telly and, and it'll go off. So in the morning, someone will be pacing the cell up and down all night, para, you'll hear him sharpening up and you're telling him, look, leave it out, mate. Leave it out. We'll sort it in the morning. So they'll come out in the morning They'll have a swing at each other, roll around, they both go down the block, and then they'll come up, they'll shake hands in the block, they'll come on the wing, but then it's festering then. Oh. <laughs> so it goes off again, and that's when they have to get rid of one of them. Right. One has to go, you can't keep it. Once it kicks off, you've got to shift one of them. Yeah. Or if it kicks, say, for example, if it kicks off with you and you've got 30 mm. pals on the wing, mm. they're not going to move you, they'll move this fella. Yeah. Because of all your pals will get in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that's how it is. Because quite often you see them punch it out and then they're having a hug and a smoke together. Yeah, smoke together. But then in your mind, you think, I'm going to kill you, you cunt. Right. <laughs> That's how it is. But hey, you're right. So it's festering. There, there was a kid called Ian, right? A jock kid. Absolute gentleman. He's been moved to Shots Prison now. Ian McAteer. Liverpool. Liverpool, he'd done his murder, apparently. Right, so... Um, he's having an argument on the yard with a kid on the wing I said knock it on the head Ian the kid's alright he said no no I'm not I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chiv him I'm going to chiv him so anyway Ian's gone in his cell slammed the door shut <laughs> chucked a blade at him and says come on one of us dying start to serve anymore so, so the fella's screaming against after fault but the screw saved him wow <laughs> fucking great yeah <laughs> good old Ian lovely fellow mate lovely fellow loyal as fuck and his brother gets me now on through YouTube. When I've been on YouTube and looked at them videos of me and Colin, his brother's left comments, and I say, "You Ian's brother?" And all that. Yeah, give him my best mate. And all that. Where is he now? He's in shots, Dave. And oh, I'll tell him you ask for him. And all that. You know, that's how you get. I don't do that Facebook or oh, fuck that. What about suicides and self harm? Plenty of suicides and self harm every day. Every day, self harm ripped up there, ripped up there, necks ripped. Every day, mate. Is that because of mental illness, drug withdrawal, well, depression? It, it, it's mental illness. Um, it's your family have fucked you off. Because Girl, girlfriends, you, you see, you see him looking out the window, waiting for the girlfriend's car to come. And it's not coming. Yeah, and every week they're looking out the window. Thinking, and where is they, it? They're never the same. Some yeah, of them no, no, go, go. Our Colin done the best thing ever. You know, he got thirty-five wreck. They took him from Birmingham Crown Court straight to Longlaw and didn't bring him back to Woodhill. Yeah, we'd, we'd stuck it on a screw. If one of us get found guilty, we're going to do you in. You can't. Mm. Right, so he got found guilty. So they, they moved him straight there, and he phoned his missile. He said, "Look, mate, just got thirty-five wreck." From this day, me and you are finished. Go and live your life. He says, I'm no good to you now, babe. Just live your life, which is a manly thing to do. Definitely. Leaving a manging on and sat there scratching your knackers, thinking, who's she shagging? Who is she out tonight? And all that bollocks. Fuck that. Did you have a word for that guy? Because we did. I think it was Sancho. <laughs> Sancho? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sancho's with your missus like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sancho. <laughs> oh, God. Good name. <laughs> good name, my kid. But it's sad, isn't it? Because uh, that's, that's the lifeline, all those visits with the missus for a yeah. while, isn't it? Well, that, that's, that's your thing to keep you on the level yeah. and focused. When it's gone, you've got nothing to lose. You want to die, and, you know, a lot of people do. They want to die. They don't mind fighting against stab. They're not bothered, are they? So Yeah, yeah. It's fucking horrendous, mate. But it's horrible. When, when, you're, reliant, when you're reliant on women like that, mate, and they blow you, you shouldn't be reliant on women. Be reliant on yourself. Did visits help you get through your 
Yeah, yeah, I love my visits with my family. My family are key, aren't they? You know, I love my family. What do you like but, in the high security visits? Yeah, good, good visits. Come in. Sit with a person or are you behind the screen? No, when you're high risk, I tell you, there's a screw at your table where you're like, he's visiting you. And well, you're at the table. Yeah, you're, you're at the table. The no, you're at the table. He's sat there with a tape recorder yeah. and you're sat there with your tape visitors. Recorder. You've got a tape recorder taping you and writing <laughs> notes down. <laughs> Cheeky cunt. <laughs> writing notes down about you and everything. Absolute mm. scandalous. But that's because you're high risk, I Are you allowed to have a hug and everything? Yeah, you can do all that. You can yeah. hug and all that. Mate, yeah, yeah, but they'll they'll say right, what get his stuff from there. They'll bring it through. So you have to go to the canteen or before the visit started. Order all the stuff, go in, and then the, the person from the canteen will bring the stuff through. So you can't drop out in it. You know that's what they used to do. It was it was, it was militant. So in terms of but, getting food for your visit, do they have machines or you no, got no, the canteen? A, a, a lot of the jails now they've got machines as well as kiosks for when the kiosks are short. But full yeah. sort, and you could buy. Could buy fresh sandwiches, apples, pears, oranges. Could buy it, bananas. Have your visitors everything. got to do that. Your visitors have to. You can't yeah, buy them, but because yeah. you come in waiting for them, and you come in obviously in handcuffs because mm. your Irish cafe under guard and that. Yeah. So you get bought down in the cuffs. They take them off. You go and sit down. Then your visitors will come into you, and then the bird will come in with your tray of gear. So did you get access to better food through those visits? No, no. Well, it's better food. It's better yeah. food than them fucking poxy sea cats and that. <laughs> but but it's not better food than it is on the wing because we never ate prison food. Apart from some, we had sandwiches and that, but you're buying bre- loaves of bread, you're buying everything, you're buying all, all your spreads, cheese. So, so you said you could spend 25 quid a week on canteen. Yeah, on canteen. So how it works. Yeah, yeah. And you just have a sheet of paper, is it? Yeah, but like, say that, say like that size. Yeah. You get probably seven sheets in a dispersal. Yeah. Front and back, full of everything. Right. Tins of beans, tins of ravioli, everything you can buy from Tesco. Joints and beef. All from chicken. Tesco. Yeah, it's not from Tesco, but everything you can buy it's from Tesco, you'll get. Yeah, yeah. Joints of beef, chickens, fish, you get everything. What were, your, what were your favourites? Curries. Curries? Oh, I always got in with the Indians, I did. Oh my God, and the Jamaicans. And the Jamaicans. The so Jamaicans, they're cooking them up? Cause you got... Yeah, yeah. You said, you want rice and peas, Dave? Some good Jamaicans, Zebby and all them. Proper good kids. And you said, I'm making some chicken soup. They used to, boil, they used to cook the chicken at dinner, st- strip it all and that, and then boil it f- for the next morning, and that was your soup. Put chilies in, fr- boiled dumplings, everything. It was fucking beautiful. So in America, the theory behind not cooking and not having weight is it'll all be weaponised. Yeah. Does that stuff get weaponised in the UK? No, mate, because you go to the office with your key and say, give us that knife. <laughs> they give you a fucking carving knife to ch- chop your meat up with. <laughs> and that's the top security. <laughs> it's mental. You give them your key or your card and they put it on the hook and they give you the blade. They say, yeah. right, you've got half hour with it, Gunny. And then take it back in half hour and if you want it again, give them your card again. Get it again. Yeah. You get an half hour limit with them. But if you want to if you want to serve somebody up, it happened at Franklin. Mm-hmm. Right, so what they had to do there, they, they, they rounded all the ends off of the knives. There were no points on them after that, after someone got stabbed up there. Yeah. Wow. But, but crazy, you could just go and ask for a knife and go, if you wanted to kill someone, just fucking stick it in them. Yeah. And they've given you the knife. Yeah. Fucking mark by me. Americans watching this are just going to, their minds are going to be <laughs> yeah. blown by that. But, and that's top security. <laughs> where, where, where they search every day for weapons because you can't aim. Even the weights, people's heads were getting crushed in. They but took, the weights, took all the weights yeah, out of yeah. America. Have they took them all now? Yeah. Just them three weights on yards. And I've got to correct that actually because it's state by state. Yeah. So Arizona, where I was, they all, they all got took out. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. But every state has different laws and different prison systems and different rules and different gang rules yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Fuck going to jail. I went to, I went to see Nassim Ahmed box in 98. Had the visa and everything. Got off the plane at JFK. A big black fella on the thing. I was getting my passport. He scanned it. He said, not coming in here, punk. <laughs> <laughs> got a drug conviction, man. Straight downstairs from Thursday to Tuesday. 
downstairs in the cells with the red suit on and I thought what yeah. the fuck am I anyway I've sat on the plane and about 30 other the lads have come on all with Macy's bags and everything I didn't even get out of the, out of the airport and the cells underneath fuming yeah. missed the fight and everything so you got deported back but, yeah back on the same flight though but they just mm. won't let me in, in the country they said you can't come in sorry you're banned from America you're banned from America so yeah. I never tried again but I had a visa yeah. but obviously they've double checked it and said no you a £10 rapper was it was that was my drug conviction <laughs> not coming in punk <laughs> Looking back on your entire life, what was the high and the low? The high and the low. The, the high was when I had all my money, and and I was. What very, year was that? I had all my money it, up until two thousand and four. That then I got locked up yeah. early two thousand and five. Then it then they was finding it and everything. They found loads, you know, because they, they do the work and they, you know we've had them on as the top boys have been on as the James Bonds of the crew. They've been yeah. on us, so they know they watch where you go in the picture where you go in. And all that, and and the serious low was my Jamie. Obviously, it's my worst low in my life. Still course, kills me yeah. to this day. Then imagine all, man. when when your brother got guilty. That was probably that was a serious low yeah. as well. But Jamie Jamie was the worst. You know, Colin's a big man. He he, he can he can handle out through it. But you know, at the time, I'd I'd give my life for our Jamie just to be yeah. he's only a young kid. Yeah, and not seeing life at all. Just had a boy. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking, mate. Sad. Yeah. Fucking sad. You know, you just never get over it, mate. You never get over it, mm. losing losing one of your kids and that. Miss sister especially. Mm. It's terrible. Definitely. What about funny stories from your party days? Fucking hell, fire. <laughs> We've had some crackers. Yeah. Had some real real cracker funny ones, mate. You know, obviously, you know, I'm telling you about, about Omar one. I've had some good ones with him. We, yeah. <laughs> had some proper good parties, mate. But funny, I, I, I was always into the football though, me. Just concentrate on the on Forest and going to all the games and that and, and having it on the terraces yeah. in my young days. So I, I was thriving off it, I loved it. So you loved fan, you fan of Rise of the Foot Soldier? Yeah, who Carlton leeched that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he, Carlton had a few words about us, didn't he, on that Law of the Gun documentary? I don't know. Yeah, what Carlton Leach was, was on was, there. What was that about? Yeah, he, he, he bigged us up, to be fair to really? him. Yeah, I respect, respected him for it. Because yeah. a lot of them will come on and slag you off. Yes, you have done that, killing them, and you know, and all that. Yeah. Being, a kid, being, being convicted of that, but you didn't. You come on and, 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 and proper glorified it. for yeah, good lads, and it was on there with my pal Wayne Hardy. But mm. they both put good words in for us, which was nice to see somebody at least saying something nice about you. Because after all the media bollocks and all that, you're just getting assassinated every time. Yeah, and it, it gets to the state where you've had enough of it. You, you, you fancy swinging at someone, but. You don't know who they are who's leaving comments because you get all them detrimental comments mm. off wankers on, under pseudonyms and all that. And you're never, never going to find them. And they never, never, you could leave your number. They'd never ring you and say, come on, I'll meet you and let's have a straightener on the field. They're like cell warriors. Yeah, yeah, they? just wankers. Yeah. You want to shout out the window, mm. putting different voices on. They're, yeah. they're just tossers. And they all know who we're on about. All, all people who's watching this now, a lot of you have done it. Mm. You know, you're all wankers. <laughs> as simple as that. How did you become friends with Curtis Warren? Curtis, my good pal. I knew Curtis in 92 when we were doing a ball stall. No, 83 when we were doing a ball stall. Mm. And then, obviously, you've moved on and moved on. He's got big in the game. And that cocky book come out in, yeah. in, in, the, in the early 90s when I've read it. And then I bumped into him. He was on the special unit with our Cole. And I bumped into him at full sort. And he come there. I say, hey, up, Curtis. And Colin's brother, Dave, say, I know you, lad. And all that. I don't hug and that. Been just dead good pals since then. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. But if super fit went down to that, Curtis did because he was a big unit, wasn't he? But he went down to that super fit, tent, pad of tennis, badminton, and the lot. Super, super fit. Love the love the guy to bits. And I hope he gets out soon, mate, because it's wrong what they've done to that fella. What did they do to him? Well, they were getting him another ten for the for the, for the proceeds of crime. He fucking he went to the phone asking about the price of weed and got about thirteen year 
And if that ain't enough, they've asked for 200 million for a phone call and get him 10 year on top, so where you do every day of it. So they're trying to shake him down. Yeah, shaking him down because of all the media. You know, they portray him as the richest criminal in British history, he's a billionaire and he's killed someone in a, in a Dutch jail and he's done this and they just throw all shit at you. And, you know, you get people who read it and, and they think because it's been written by a reporter, it's got to be true. But reporters just want views and clickbait. Don't exactly, they? and the the famous chestnut they use is it's off a source, but we ain't got to disclose the source, <laughs> so you can't challenge it. You know, yeah, it's off a source, we ain't got to disclose it, and that's the line they use. Yeah, complete tossers. But if yeah. they ever seen you, they'd fucking leg it. They won't dream of coming up and saying, "Help, I'm the reporter. I'm I'm this and I'm this." Bad it all, bad it for decades. So on your longer sentence, then. Did you work your way down from the cat? No, yeah. What what like I say, I I went to. I went from Cat A, and then I, I ended up at Loudon Grange for the last six months, and then I, they had this. I, I, I was I was deemed Mapper Three Level Three, the, the danger to the public. So they, they said to me, "You can't you can't enter the city of Nottingham. You're moving from here straight away. Get your kit back. Took me straight to Woodhill, and then about a week later I was w- released, and I was in a hostel called Four uh, Fourplands in Northampton, right? But there, that's where I swore and got recalled after about two months. And and to be fair, I didn't I didn't want to be in an hostel anyway. Rather be at home with my kids and that. You shouldn't do all your bird four four year old, and then you're stuck in the fucking hostel with nonsense. What was your plan as you were getting nearer to your release? I I, I was planning on on just just resuming what I do to get dog. I'd do a couple of bits of debt collecting here and there. No, no frets, right? Just going to say, look, yo, this dough, mate. Are you going to get it weighed in? Get get paid. Get good dough out of it. I've had a few good ones. And it, it helps you live, doesn't it? So no drugs. I, I said, I'm never selling drugs again. Don't want to get near them. Don't touch drugs. With my drugs, I have a couple of pints now. I've had two pints today, and that's the first pints I've had for three and a half months. Not even had one. Brilliant. Yeah, I've just stayed off it all. And all these books then with all these legendary stories, is there any other stories that you need to put to rest? Mm, well, there's, there's obviously the one about my brother being a fucking grass. I've, I've covered that. Um, being, a, being a nonce for shagging a 19-year-old. <laughs> You know, but there's loads of stories. One point to rest. They're all they're all in them books. But yeah. I mean, I've got I've got things in well, here. But what's Colin told is there me? Is the stuff in your notes that, that Colin wants us to go over? Yeah, let's have a look. I mean, I've done that. I've done that crackhead copper. Fucking idiot. No one's ever seen that man in his life. You know. And, and bearing in mind, he claims he's infiltrated and got us all locked up. Was locked up by Lincolnshire Police. No, to do in Nottingham. Colin's never been nicked for drugs in his life. Fucking shit ass. Wasn't there something going on with Lincolnshire Police versus Nottingham Police? Yeah, of, of a, what they've done, um, they got a telegram come through from Nottinghamshire did from Lincoln. No, from, Joan Sterland apparently had, had tele- phoned a, the, the covering officer who dealt with them, right, who, who, who had a move there, right, phoned him and said, we've had a prowler in the garden. And, and the fella says, right, we'll, we'll send an email to such and such at Lincolnshire and they'll come and see you in the next hour, but it took them two days. And when they come, obviously there was deceased person, but it's horrendous, fucking horrendous, mate. But th- then there was all at war over it. See, with, with Colin, right? It was it was on it was on a trial. He's got another nine year th- nine year three month three months, right? Uh, for a uh, police corruption with with the copper who worked at Limes and all that, right? He got that, but. What he done, he went to court, sacked all his legal team and said, look, I'm doing a 35 rep, fuck your trial, fuck off. And said, take me back to the Nick. So he got took back to the Nick and never went again. But he got nine year, three months on top of the 35 rec. Right, but on there, with, with them, that wanker calling him a grass and that, that is the time to say he was a police informant and this is how he was getting information and that. But it never got mentioned, you know, because it's, it's never fucking happened. Mm. And that's a horrible thing about it. 
It's just to make it look a cunt, but it's, it's absolute, it's fuming, Colin is. And there's that paper in Nottingham. Um, he wrote to them, they took everything down off the internet. This has all come from Felstrom. He's given the information, print this story on Colin Gunn. So they're printing a story. And anyway, I've gone and seen him. I said, look, mate, you're outrageous here, pal. I said, there's no foundation to this. I've shown them all the paperwork. They said, oh, fucking hell. So it's come off Cole Felstrom, Dave. I said, don't believe a word the man says. and that junkie and all that. But, but anyway, they've took it all down and apologised. They wrote, wrote him a written apology. Fucking shit asses. But there's, there's, lots, there's lots of things, but they just wind you up, don't they? Fucking wind you up, mate. Yeah. And, and then there's this bird there's a, who, who tried to claim she, he's told her things like fault. Colin wouldn't talk to nobody, wouldn't even talk to my mates. Yeah, it was tight, wasn't it? Yeah, tight, wouldn't talk yeah. to nobody, especially about business. Yeah. No business got mentioned. I mean, now and again, he had a line of gear, but it, it was on steroids, yeah, you know, maniac. But, <laughs> but every now and again, he had a line and he'd come in the boozer and then they'd fuck off because he didn't want to be around us because us lot was all, all out of it and all buzzing. And you don't like to see laughter and people enjoying themselves. He did said Solomon, screw face, and mm. I'll bang one of these cunts and I'm fucking off. And they fuck off. Yeah. So how many siblings do you have? I've got, there's me, Colin, my sister Julie, obviously Jamie's mother, and my young brother Andrew, who, who got kept clean out of it. I said, you're not getting involved, mate. You're not getting involved in our life. And what does Andrew think about all this? Great, great. Because if, if he ever got nicked for something, I'd, I'd have to swallow it and say I did it. Because mm -hmm. I'm not, my man would have been bar me. He's my young brother. I mean, mm -hmm. he's 50, but he's still my baby. Do, do you get me? And we kept him out of it. He's got his own business, tarmacking and dropping curbs and all that. He does really well, bless him. Proud of him, to be fair. And he stayed straight out of it. How's your mum coping with Colin doing all day? So, well, she's swallowed it now, mate, but it's difficult. Because she's 79, my mum is. Mm. So it's very, very, very difficult. But she, before she dies, she wants this appeal to come through. Yeah. And this is what I was saying about the QC and what he's done with the main witness. Mm. Corrupt as fuck. Yeah. And um, does she go visit him more? Yeah, regular. Yeah. yeah, she'll go once a month, then the lads will go up. Like, I, now, I can visit him now because I've finished my licence. I've had a GPS tracker on for 20 months where they've been following me without following me. So, And it's a bit obviously bogged so they can hear what you're saying and that. All right, so Dave has got a ton of stories. We're hoping to develop a book with him and get him back on at some point. Let us know in the comments if you would like to see a part two. There's just so much more, but for legal reasons, we can only cover so much at this point. You know, if you've sat here for this 90 minutes and watched it with us, I think you can comprehend the magnitude of the story, you know, um, the media ran with certain things, but the other things, you know, have been very dramatic. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. So there's lot, lots more to come. And obviously there's an important lesson here for the young people no matter how smart you think you are, if you've got gangsteritis, you might make some quick cash, but the feds, I've got all the technology in the world. I can't believe these kids, they just think disappearing messages is gonna protect them from getting busted, no these, these young no generation way. of dealers. They, they, they could go in and retrieve everything. They had a, I, I flew people from England and put money in their names thinking I was smarter than the cops. The Department of Justice had a netbus Trojan horse virus in my yeah, computer. Seized everything, day I was arrested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all my pension man. and everything. And um, so, yeah, they're always. The police might be slow at first on you and you think you're getting away with it, 
but they've got all the resources yeah, in the world. Yeah, that's why they're building they? evidence. They're only slow because they haven't got it yet, but they'll get it. And they're watching you, they're watching you. Where they're you watching going, you're connections, you're getting it off, who's yeah. sending it Who to you? Who's phoning? Who's that person's phoning after, after you've rang him? Yeah. It's a big conspiracy then. So children, keep away from it, lads. Don't make the mistake me and my brother have made, mate. I'm lucky. I'll be, be at the murder trial. My brother's doing a 35 wreck, and it's a death sentence, lads. So no need for it, mate. Honestly, if, even if one of you don't do it, we've accomplished something, haven't we? So keep away. Um, people watching these videos, Dave, quite often they want to reach out to the guest. Um, are you on socials or anything? I don't do social media, mate. Um, I don't. I don't do it, Sean. But unless no. unless someone wants to have a chat with me, I don't mind having a chat with them. They can phone you and you can ring me. I'll, I'll ring them, not a problem. So contact our social media um, platforms if you want to get hold of Dave, and then we'll forward your message to Dave, and he'll you know decide what to do about that. So yeah, let us know in the comments what you thought about this. Um, amazing massive story good to see Dave smiling and, and, <laughs> once and again in, <laughs> in such good shape after everything he's been through oh. six days in the coma and everything else so yeah huge <laughs> thank, thank you for coming on thank man. you appreciate, man, it. appreciate yeah. it as well pal brilliant and I've got to make, put a few people straight and there's no bollocks on it I mean people believe what you want to believe but I don't tell lies this is how it is the rest of bollocks not, not me so that's that thank you and I'll see you all again no doubt <laughs> alright <laughs> cheers take care out there. take care all yeah cheers yeah, thanks bye bye